At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thanks for tuning in to Boner Planet Podcast. Watch the full video exclusively on Carbon TV. This show is brought to you by Tinks, Scent Crusher, Camp Chef, and Cat Work Truck, Victory Archery and Thorn Broadheads, Cobra Archery and Shadowhunter Blinds, Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Camps, HHA and HHA USA. Additional support by Under Armour and Deer Cam Coffee. Hey guys, welcome to the BonerPlant.com podcast tonight. Me and Kevin in the studio along with Tim from home. And we are talking broadheads. We're talking rec broadheads with Matt Taggart himself from the company right here in Michigan, Frankenmuth, which is an amazing place. We all love the cheese there, of course. And I don't know if Tim chicken, even realizes chicken. that. <laughs> yeah, the chicken and cheese. And I don't know if uh, Tim realizes that because we we camp right there. So like all I have to do is like walk over to Rec and like you know check it out. It's pretty exciting. So Matt, how's it going, man? Welcome. Good, good. Yeah, uh, looking forward to uh, you know coming on and answering some questions and talking a little bit about the company. And uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, it'll be um, you know so this type of this time of year. You know, you and I have been talking a little bit, uh, especially like, you know, on TikTok sessions and stuff, we've been chatting and uh, we talk a lot about the newer stuff coming out. So I guess, where are you at right now with uh, your new stuff or when will we see it? When's it going to be ready? Like all that stuff. Yeah. So this year we launched our new um, FX4 broadhead. It's our new fixed four blade. Uh, We launched it down at the ATA show back in January. And uh, with the way supply chain issues have been this year, um, we were really, uh, we were pushing for a, a June 1st launch to dealers. Um, we're running about two weeks behind on everything. We're, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're actually on the shop floor right now assembling um, the FX4. So we're gonna, we're gonna start mailing those out probably next week. And uh, uh, it's been tough. The, the biggest thing we've had a hard time getting is our clamshells, but uh, we've finally got everything lined up and everything good to go. So now it's just a matter of getting things put together and, and getting them shipped out. Do you want to uh, take us through the lineup real quick? Like uh, maybe show us some examples. That'd be great. It's the packaging. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, our packaging comes out of Missouri there and they're, uh, they're just so slammed and, and overwhelmed like everybody else. So it's uh, they went from running, you know, uh, a six to 10 week turnaround to, to running like 20 week turnaround right now. So it's a, uh, it's a bit of a headache, but we're getting through it all and we've got everything we, we need lined up. So I'm pretty uh, relieved of, of that. Yeah, now this this FX4 that you're talking about, man, it, it's a pretty sick looking design. Um, do you, do you have one there by chance that you can I do. You can show us? Yep, I've got all three of them. We've got uh, three broadheads in the lineup this year. I've got the uh, this is the FX4 here. So that is a inch and an eighth main blade, and then that's got a three quarter inch bleeder on it. 
And you'll notice all of our heads have pretty much the same tip. This is the same tip, it's just uh, shortened down a little bit. And these blades are swept back more than our two blade fixed for uh, better penetration. And this ferrule, it's a 7075 aluminum ferrule, but it doesn't have any cutouts in it. It's just a really rigid, um, you know, built tough to, to hold up the bone and hard impacts and stuff. And that's a 416 hardened stainless steel tip. And these blades, that's kind of one thing we pride ourselves on. Our blades are thicker than a lot of the other guys in the um, replacement replaceable blade category. All of our blades are 39,000 thick. So they, uh, they hold up really well. That's one of the compliments we get from a lot of people when they, they hit ribs or shoulders or whatever, you know, the, the blades really hold up. And uh, these are the two we launched last year. These were our first two models. This is the, uh, the 1.8 XP expandable and the 1.2 FXD, the two blade fixed head here. The cool thing about these broadheads is these blades are interchangeable here out of the same ferrule. You can take this expandable and shoot it as a fixed head by just switching out the blades. Um, oh, similar cool. tip, same, uh, same uh, material, 416 stainless, 7075 aluminum ferrules, same thickness of blades. Um, I guess one of the cool things about our expandable, it was uh, kind of one of the reasons we started this company is we had always shot expandable broadheads. We shot almost every broadhead there is really. And uh, we always had a problem with our expandables popping open, open either in the quiver or when you're pulling them out in the morning, you bump them on a branch. So we added this, this little spring retention clip to it that just kind of locks into place here. And the tip holds it in, it gives you a, a spring-like action in your blades. So it gives you a little bit of forgiveness when you're bouncing it around on things in the, in the tree stand or on a spot stock situation. Yeah, I love the uh, the tips you guys use for your broadheads. I think they're just like the bone crushing type tip. If it hits, it's going to splinter anything. <laughs> that thing just looks so vicious. Yeah, it's it. it's definitely beefy, and uh, most of the weight is actually in the tip throw of the broadhead at the very forward of the broadhead. So I think, uh, well, I guess not most of it, but I, I think it was like forty grains is what those tips weigh. So they uh, yeah, they're designed to crush. And overall, the whole broadhead that was our goal was to just beef these things up and uh, make it overall an expandable broadhead that would really hold up the bone, but all of our broadheads combined, just something that's going to hold up and, you know, it's going to hit hard and, uh, and keep on cutting. Now, Dave, have you thrown that through our testing yet? Yes, sir. Yeah. How did it do? <laughs> really good. No problems. Again, you know, when you hit the ballistic with these things, it's just, you know, vicious as normal, which is what I expected. But the biggest thing, the, the biggest testing coming up, well, I haven't done the FX4 yet. That's the one we're going to do coming up. But once I do it, the one thing I've been liking to do is um i'm starting with like in here in this studio i can only do 18 yards so really i'm just i'm measuring hitting some metal which isn't thick metal just a thin piece of metal but usually i pad it up to wood so you got metal wood and then the target so my goal is to show a pass through of both into the target then which has passed all that already with the other two but then um the the one where i've been having fun with and what i wanted to focus on coming up this year is in the field is doing more like 40 yarders and what i'm trying to show at the 40 yards is just the flight uh in flight pattern so you know is the is it go all over the place does it you know so that's something i look forward to doing with all these heads coming up but more like 40 50 yarders try to just see just see what they do i mean obviously accuracy is going to be subjective to what i do with my arm but <laughs> so it's not really the best you know indicator but what we're looking for is the path you know, with a light and knock, what do you see? Is it shifty? Is it doing something weird? You know, because we used to do big time broadhead testing back in 2012. And uh, there was things you could see. And we thought that was very interesting. Like we didn't, we just showed them and you'd see it like a flutter or something at the end, you know, you'd see something weird, mainly with fixed blade heads, but uh, mechanicals never usually had the issue. Now, did they open and all that's different story. Matt, uh, I imagine you guys put this, through a lot of testing before you even release it, right? 
We do. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different, you know, variables and a lot, you know, a lot of the stuff we do is pretty similar to, you know, some of the stuff you guys are doing on the show there. And as well as some of the other YouTube videos out, you know, a lot of it's, you know, just plywood testing uh, uh, through um, steel, you know, thin steel. Um, and then we also do some, uh, some more uh, um, technical testing as far as, you know, like uh, um, how many different pounds it takes to, to open, deploy the blades and things like that. We have some different gauges that uh, are able to measure that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun when you first start building these things and you're just blowing them through, through whatever you can to see how they're going to hold up. And uh, you know, there, there's a fine line there, especially when you're, you're running an aluminum broadhead, you know, you want to keep as much material there for strength, but you also have to, uh, you know, cut weight, you know, these are all hundred grain across the board at the moment. So it's a, uh, it's a fine line of keeping structural support, but uh, also making your weight and uh, making these things fly good too. So it's always, you know, the, the, the first uh, prototype is never really uh, the end result. There's always, always changes throughout. So it's kind of interesting to see how they begin and how they end up. Now the, the, the broadhead itself, we got a ferrule that's aluminum. What is the tip? Is that steel? Yep. That's a hardened 416 stainless steel tip. Interesting. Now, um, with these broadheads, and I, I don't, I'm asking this question is like somebody does know nothing about manufacturing in the sense of legal stuff. So my question is, are there patents on these things? Do you have to buy patents? Do you, is there anything in your way when it comes to making something like this? Yeah, we do have, uh, actually, we were just granted our second and third patents um, just about a week ago. So we, we do have three patents on, um, on the, uh, the XP and the FXD. And uh, so there's two design patents on the interchangeable blades. Just basically uh, the design, nobody can copy the exact um, look or uh, configuration of that blade. And then we do have a uh, utility patent on the entire functionality of the expandable head. So I, I know there's, uh, you know, you don't necessarily need a patent to dive into things like this as long as you're not stepping on somebody else's toes, but it just kind of gives you a little bit of protection, you know, uh, being the, uh, the first to the market with something of this type. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, tell, tell us about Rec Broad, how this off. How did it get started? Yeah, so my dad and I were we're a family-owned father and son team here. Um, we we lived to bow hunt. We uh, you know growing up here in Michigan, actually I, I grew up on a Christmas tree farm, so I I always had uh, room to to run out and, and play around in the woods. And you know I was hunting from the time I was you know eight years old. My dad was hoisting me up in the tree with him to to sit there and and watch. And you know I picked up my first bow at oh probably nine ten years old and, and started hunting right away. And, uh, you know, so we, we lived to bow hunt, we traveled the whole country. And like I mentioned, you know, we've shot every broadhead under the sun, you know, fixed expandable, we've tried them all. And we've shot a lot of really good broadheads through the years. And we've shot a lot of really bad broadheads through the years. And there was a few, uh, few things, few incidents that we had that we knew we could, uh, kind of throw our twist and try to perfect the broadhead. As I mentioned, you know, having the blades want to pop open on you, that was something we wanted to perfect. We wanted to build a company and have, uh, quality product made right here in America. And that's something we pride ourselves on. And, uh, you know, overall we just, uh, so my dad, he had, he's worked in manufacturing for 40, 40 plus years now. And he's got a, you know, just a never ending, um, uh, resume with engineering and manufacturing and all this and that. And I kind of bounced around the industry doing the marketing and film side of things for a little while. So it's kind of the, the perfect storm for us to start something like this. And, you know, we, we thought we could build a better broadhead and in 2018, we went to work on it and uh started prototyping a few in the the first couple were pretty rough looking i'll be honest with you they uh they they weren't what they are now <laughs> and uh then in 2020 we launched um i believe it was february of 2020 it was right as the covid pandemic struck the country um mm -hmm. 
we were down for our very first trade show is when we were going to launch the product and, you know, put it out to the public at the uh, Lansing Deer and Turkey Expo here in Lansing, Michigan. We got our booth all set up and they told us, no, tear it down. They're shutting the, shutting the state down. We can't, you know, can't have a crowd. And so ever since then, it's been just kind of a battle getting uh, this out to the public and getting, you know, to the people and trying to introduce our product. Um, luckily this past year, things are kind of somewhat back to normal and we're able to, to get out. And, you know, like I said, we made it the ATA show. We did a show in Grand Rapids and a few others. So it's been nice to uh, finally get out, shake some hands with people, show people what we have to offer and uh, just get some feedback from, uh, you know, customers. Yeah, awesome. Do you, awesome. you ever get out to the uh, woods and waters? No, that's, we were actually talking, uh, that's, what is that, August or September right in there somewhere? September, yep. Yeah, we were talking about trying to make it this year. I know that always falls right into our first early season hunt of the year, so it's a tough one. It does, but, yeah. I heard that's a really good show. It's a yeah, we've been show. there for many years ourselves, and uh, it, it, well, many years, we actually had uh, not go last year because of exactly what you said. It lined up it exactly with too. bear hunting and exactly <laughs> with youth hunt um for last year so it just didn't work out but uh, yeah it's a great great show so hopefully we get to hopefully we get to see you there i think we have plans on going at this point um still trying to figure it all out but uh that's awesome man we got lo- love love to give the love to the michigan michigan company so that's awesome hey matt the uh fx4 is that uh good on crossbows yep yep that is also crossbow rated to uh we all three of these are rated to 450 feet per second um you know I know these crossbows now are getting up, you know, over 500 feet per second. So that's, that's something we've got to look at too. You know, we're looking at some uh, titanium ferrules and uh, some stronger components just because, you know, they just keep pushing the bar and, you know, um, these are rated for 450, 450 plus really, you know, that's all we've tested them to is 450, mm-hmm. but uh, I would be confident shooting on, out of, you know, the, the faster crossbows today for sure. Now, does that go, does that go for the uh, expandables as well as the fixed? It is. Yep. Okay. That's what's so unique about our design is that that spring clip that I was showing you, it actually, uh, that little clip there on impact has to hit and break. So, you know, it'll, it'll stretch and, and spring out a little bit, but until it actually hits something and breaks that free, it's a replaceable part. It, uh, it will not, uh, you know, deploy. So that's, uh, that's why it's rated. You know, we, we've shot these out of, uh, recurves at 30 pounds and, and then when they hit, they open, but we've also shot them out of, uh, you know, 450 feet per second crossbows up to hundred yards and they, they do not deploy until they hit a target. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's cool. Now, as far as the Christmas tree farm, do you guys still have that? We don't, <laughs> unfortunately. It's uh, it's now the hunting property, but it worked out perfect because, you know, being just on the outskirts of Frankenmuth here, you know, you've got a yeah. wonderland and people go hang out there and do their shopping and then come on over and get their Christmas tree. It was, uh, it was pretty neat really as a, a childhood to grow up in that. Uh, but yeah, we've since let it grow up and now it's our hunting sanctuary. I love it. Now, so you do still have it. (laughs) We we do still have it. (laughs) We'll we'll be there. We don't necessarily need a Christmas tree. (laughs) We weren't weren't interested in the Christmas tree. I see. (laughs) (laughs) We got to come test the product. What do you mean? Hey, fair enough. Let's Um, do it. So, uh, my question is this uh, as far as the product goes, now, again, again, you know, I recognize that when you make something, there's a cost to it. So, the colors. Okay. Is it possible to have a different color, which I, I assume the answer is absolutely yes, but is there ever, ever an intention to have like a blue or green or red or anything like that? Just curious, I guess, question. Yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, doing some anodizing on the aluminum body. Um, we, we kind of, our signature color is, is like a neon blue. And uh, so we would like to anodize them blue. Um, in this whole process, 
there was a bit of a dispute on what looked better. We thought the machined look was really cool, but uh, we also, we do like that um, anodized look, though it, it's pretty hard to find um, a reliable source for anodizing. So mm-hmm. if you guys come across anything, uh, we're all ears. Yeah, I'll ask around, but yeah. That would look <laughs> thick on camera, though. It would look cool in the blue. See that flying out of the, flying out of the bow. Yeah. Towards a, towards a nice little Michigan deer there. Yep. And you guys are, I mean, you guys are so young still. I mean, there's so much more time to do all these cool ideas. I'm just throwing ideas out. I see, I see this thing. And I think, man, if that was in that blue, it would look sick. Not that the look matters. I mean, it's still going to do the job. I'm just throwing it out there. Cause the I know they so look cool. best when they're uh, covered red. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good point. <laughs> there you go. I, I have a question about the spring uh, retention clips. So, you know, we've dealt with, um, you know, blades for years and different testing and everything. Some of these things get, it just get too complicated. Is that thing easy to put on and off and, and, and do, uh, you know, in the field, can, do you need to do it before you get to the field? You know, that, that is one thing that I'll say is it's, it's different than anything else out on the market. And it is a very small part. Um, some of the guys with bigger fingers occasionally struggle with it. So this past year, we actually um, come out with a little tool and we include that now in, in the package. Okay. It's just a little tool to slot in the end that helps you grab that and, and slide it into place. We also, for this year, changed the uh, retention lock to where there's two wings on that lock that lock into the blade. And we actually, uh, we made one of those slightly, I think 25 thousandths longer. So it helps get one in first and then slide the other in. Um, once you get the hang of it, it is extremely simple i mean i've obviously done thousands of these i could probably do it in my sleep um some guys pick it up right away other guys need a little instruction but like i said you know it's something different it's never really been done um especially being you know mounted on the front of the blades where a lot of the others are mounted. Ah, found one. oh look at that so these are all my um all the after the shots i throw them all in a bucket so people can see them but um this was the mechanical one that we did the test on so you could see this is after impacting metal and wood wow isn't that crazy still like you brand, can't even tell like still it hits brand new. Hard. yeah i think last year I, I should have made a youtube video out of it i was launching the expandable there into an inch and a half of plywood and i think i got it through five or six times before i finally uh cracked a blade so here's a which are replaceable right they are replaceable yeah on all models yeah i love the engraving on it man they just look yeah. sick competitor from, from that standpoint snapped. so very cool very competitors cool snapped i'm not gonna show who but yeah. <laughs> same shot um yeah that's that's impressive and, and then you could tell the weight of the head that's why yeah to show yeah you. yeah that's really nice. the head is super powerful and heavy yeah i'd bear hunt with that for yeah sure. this is a great wow. bear hunting tip right here Look at this. yeah we've been getting some pictures actually the, the last week and two here of a lot of guys up in canada shooting bears and we have some pretty good results with them. Well, I just put in for my uh, Michigan bear draw, and I got a good chance of getting it because I got a lot of points. So, oh, nice! I can't wait. This maybe, is, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll be using the red yeah. product. This would be <laughs> yeah, great timing to test. What uh, what unit do you draw? Uh, Gwen up in okay. Al- up in Alger County. Yep. Yep. Man, what's your what's your sales model like? Are you direct to consumer? Are you dealers only? Where where can people find you? So our first year. Uh, we launched consumer only. We wanted to uh, dive into it and get our feet wet. And uh, we didn't want to bite off more than we could chew initially. And uh, after the first year, there was such positive feedback with it that we had dealers contacting us and wanted them to put in the store. At that point, we were just boxing them up in, in these kind of unique, like uh, like when you get a new cell phone, just a cardboard box, you flip it open. And there, the broad is where you can see them from the outside. So 
Um, with dealer inquiries, we had to switch over to clamshells. And last year was our first year selling to stores. And uh, we were in probably 40, 50 stores last year. Um, this year, we're on track to double that. Um, we've got wow. uh, Dunham's, Dunham's Sports, which is uh, a big Oh, company. wow, that's awesome. That's a great deal. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's definitely moving forward. And, it, you know, it's kind of been a lot because uh, we don't have a, a sales force. We don't have any sales group representing us at the moment. So it's just what we're doing in-house. So we're trying to reach as many people as we can. And uh, it, it's definitely growing and uh, we're having fun with it. That's the biggest thing. Are you, is- still, are you still able to get out and hunt? <laughs> I, I try my best. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we, we go hard all summer and it seems like our busiest month is, you know, August into September there. So we try to really bulk up on everything and, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to miss much tree time if I don't have to. Yeah. Did you happen to get out and try any of these on uh, Turkey? You know, I, I didn't even buy a Turkey license this year. I kind of was kicking myself for it, but, uh, the spring has been so busy. I, I <laughs> didn't make it out once. So, okay. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it's uh, which which head would you use that turkey for yourself personally? Personally, I'd use the expandable. Um, you know, I, I feel like turkeys are kind of hard to kill with a bow. Their their vitals are small, and you've really got to just you know hit them in the right spot. So the bigger the cut you can get, the better. And you know, I've always been a big expandable person as it is. I like a big a big uh, entrance there in a wound channel. So it's hard to beat that. Yeah. yeah. So are you yeah. guys already thinking about next year and what what kind of new designs you're coming out with? We are. Yep. We've got uh, the three base models here. Um, I know there's a lot of demand for different weight grains. Um, as I mentioned, we've got just hundred grain across the board for this year. We do have prototypes of the FX4 up to 150 grain, and that's an all steel model, all stainless. And then we've got uh, prototypes in the uh, XP and the FXD in uh, 125 grain. That's a, a really popular weight as well. Um, we're looking at a, a kind of a hybrid model. Um, and uh, we're gonna kind of branch up from there. We've got a lot of different ideas, a lot of different uh, aero components we've prototyped up, things that we wanna dive into in the FOC category. Um, it's just a matter of taking things one step at a time, being a smaller company, we don't wanna bite off more than we could chew. Yeah, now, now the, great, the, the, the grain weight, you know, the heavier it is, is that more, do you, do you see that more being popular out West for like your larger elk and that, that kind of thing? Or how do you, how do you kind of view the, the whole grain conversation? My personal opinion on that is that's probably where it makes more sense is when you're hunting, you know, a larger animal like that, or if you're, you know, pulling less weight. Um, but we, we see it across the board. We see a lot of whitetail guys here, you know, right in Michigan and the Midwest that, that are stepping up to the heavier setups. And it seems to be kind of a growing thing. It seemed like for, for years, I guess when I first kind of got into bow hunting, it was how light can you be, how, you know, flat can you shoot? And now things are kind of shifting the other direction. So we're uh, looking to accommodate that in the future. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. man. What I'm do you recommend for the X4 though? That that uh, that four blade FX4 just I I think I might have to put that on the tip of my crossbow this year, Dave. I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask Matt, what's your recommendation for the crossbow shooters out of these ones? You know, still the most popular is that uh that expandable, the XP there. Um, but I, I think this FX4 we've been getting a lot of hype on the internet for it. And you know, the the nice thing about a, a fixed head is there's no resetting the blades. I mean, it's, it's a little more rigid um, design. You know, there's really, uh, it, it's just as simple as it gets. So it's, uh, it's really personal preference, but uh, they're, they're both great options. What's your thoughts on traditional bow hunters? For the yeah, that's a, model? 
we, we so our traditional archers i always um even though you, we only had the two models available there last year but i would always steer them to the two blade it seems like that's kind of uh you know a lot of the, the um traditional guys they look like a cut on contact style um and that two two blade just really penetrates um you know it's uh, there's a lot less uh resistance there so that seems to be what i would i'm gonna assume is gonna be the favorite for the traditional guy um the fx4 i think is probably gonna be our, our new most popular from what i'm seeing on the internet though it's uh a lot of hype about it right now now that has like a two-stage i don't know if that's the right wording but um some sort of different blade configurations correct so like two of the blades are higher than the other two they are yep actually uh and, and this is really simple i don't know how well you can see that there i'll tear this part that tip comes right off and the uh the bleeder blades that they sit up above where the uh the, the main blade is but oh, it's vicious <laughs> it comes right undone and uh these slide apart two different blades there oh, so Spider okay just together. slides together yeah cool yep, wow. and they just, and they, i mean that's a super strong design too yeah yeah, yeah everything kind of pushes back onto the uh the base of the ferrule here and uh the tip holds it all together i mean there's no no pins on this one no uh no screws or anything i mean it's a very simple design so yeah that looks sweet i, I i'm actually excited to try to shoot that out of a crossbow as well um <laughs> i want to see i want to see what it does at the distance like uh like i shot a, a, a doe at about what i think it was 46 yards with a fixed blade broadhead a different brand obviously it did very well i was impressed by doing the shots so that that's the type of shot i want to do with this broadhead to test it in my mind like sit in a tree stand put a target out there 46 yards hit it if it hits the target hits the balloon it's going on my hunting rig yeah <laughs> yeah i can't wait to get some down to you guys to, to put in the test lab i know you guys always have some pretty cool things down there to, oh, to my I can't wait. So it'll be fun to see yeah these these heads are so powerful i mean you guys did such a great job with the head configuration that make it you know just a bone crushing smackdown. i mean realistically it's yeah. i love it i think it's a genius um design and i do love the idea how the fx4 comes together that like tim was saying that's a very strong design now the question i have is and, and this came up a little bit earlier like right at the beginning i think and i feel like you've talked about this in videos but so now we have this xp in front of me um this can then be changed to fxd correct it can yep that the uh the fxd and the xp share the same ferrule so those blades are fully interchangeable you just pull them out and uh which is kind of a cool concept if if you know there's some outfitters that don't allow expandable broadheads or or maybe you're going west to hunt uh you know an elk and you want uh want a fixed head you can you know run the expandable for your whitetail and head out west and drop the two blade right in there and and uh shoot a fixed so do, do they buy the two blades separately does it come with it like how do i get like how would i you know what i mean like would i carry how do i get it number one i guess yeah so they are sold separately um we you know our, our replacement blade kits for the uh fxd and the xp are sold as uh replacement kits and conversion kits so they uh oh, i see it here um they can just pick those up we're looking at you know maybe doing some kind of combo pack in the future um you know it might make things a little simpler for people to yeah. uh, just no that's a great idea man I'm, I've, I've always been more of a fixed guy but i will tell you if i could change fix to to a mechanical i might just try it that that, plus, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense yeah plus if the ferrule's never gonna really have an issue and the head don't seem like it's gonna ever gonna have an issue because yeah. it's so solid so realistically i i mean 
It's kind of like the idea. You can have both a I love it. and an expandable. Yes. Exactly. That's what's so cool about it too. You know, 90% of the time, you know, unless you smoke something real hard, you're, you're just replacing your blades, you know, to start back fresh. And, you know, even for like a, a family of bow hunters that might have, you know, kids or, or uh, females in the group that are shooting, you know, lower poundage, you know, and they want to shoot that fixed head for the better penetration. But, uh, you know, somebody pulling some heavier weight wants to shoot the expandable. And then, you know, they can just have kind of a mixed bag in, in their uh, archery tackle box there and just grab as needed. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to lie too, is, I mean, I shoot a lot of fixed heads when I'm bear hunting because the shot is usually pretty close. You're 15, 20 yards. Right. But if I was going out West and thinking about shooting 50, 60 yards, I, I really think I would probably want an expandable because I just, I know it may not be that way, but I feel more like yeah. I would be more accurate with I it. And I also feel though long, long distance. I love the idea though that you can. Okay, so if I if I here I am right. I go to Dunham's like you're talking about Dunham's carrying this. I buy I buy the broadheads. I buy the mechanical because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go kill a deer with it. Well, then I pull an elk tag right in Montana, and then I love the idea of keeping in my bag the replacement conversion kits. Yeah, because then you can literally just you don't have to worry about going out and buying more. You can literally just convert them to a fixed blade. That's yeah, and that was exactly our idea behind the whole concept there. And, uh, you know, surprisingly, you know, I know sometimes uh, getting a fixed head to, to fly appropriately is, is you know, depending on your bow setup can, can be a little tricky. But, you know, out of a, a well-tuned bow, they surprisingly fly almost identical. So it's not oh, a, one of these deals where, you know, as long as your bow is tuned, that you're going to have to recite yeah. it, you know, as you switch blades. Yeah that's an important factor yeah people like to tend to forget about the tuning portion so if you're yeah that's one of the biggest things people um i've been trying to explain it to people here and there but a well-tuned bow can do a lot of great things you know it even brings extra power because you're perfectly tuned you're getting a perfect shot every time right so if you're shooting like let's say 48 pounds of weight but you have a perfectly tuned bow you're very very efficient you know what i mean that's yeah. the thing yeah. it changes things compared to me shooting a 60 pound bow that's inefficient because it's not tuned good you know with paper tuning and all that great stuff right mm -hmm. i mean however it needs to be but yeah that's a good point i see you also sell the practice heads um i'm assuming you you made them wait and try to fly exactly like the uh broadheads yeah yep so the uh the practice heads are designed to mimic the flight of the uh the expandable the xp in the closed position um and actually it's the same tip the same ferrule and uh it's just a, a little insert that slides slides right in um we, we sell them in a two-pack pre-assembled we used to sell just the inserts but more more times than not people are buying the entire two-pack um put together so it's uh that's part of the whole modular systems there's actually three different types of blades that you can put into that ferrule so here's what I want, man. I got it. I got it in my mind. So I want a blue ferrule. <laughs> I want a pack that has both conversion kits already in it and at least one practice head. And <laughs> just figure out the price, put it on there, the BHP special, and then we'll call BHP it. BHP special. I like that. <laughs> Laser right on there. BHP. Because <laughs> seriously, I, I I mean, if I was buying this and I knew what I know right now based on this conversation, I would absolutely rather have three ferals with both conversion kits and an extra fifth. I want a fourth broadhead and our practice blade in the backside. And I'd want to pay for that. So like, I, I feel like 
I don't know what it would cost, but I mean, you guys could, I'm sure you could figure it out by breaking this around, but that would be an ultimate, or maybe even create like the, uh, what you call it? The, uh, ultimate pack or like a combo pack, a professional pack. What's that one call from, uh, Brenton, Tim executive, executive pack. Yeah. That's what it was. Executive, I like it. <laughs> they have an executive pack with all these different guns in it. It's like seven grand. <laughs> I don't yeah, think this much money. Yeah, no, we, we definitely have talked about that. And, uh, you know, I, I could probably do a better job of marketing the whole uh, conversion factor there. I know it's a little hard to fit that much onto actual packaging without making it look cluttered. But um, yeah, I think uh, in the future, you're probably going to see something like that along with uh, a whole lot more options. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, we've got so many, we've got files and files and prints just stored away of uh, and prototypes laying all over the place of different things we want to come up with and, and put to market. But it's just, uh, it's a step-by-step -step process. And we're going to get there. You know, we just, uh, being the small guys right now, we want to, you know, just, uh, take there, it as we can. Is there anybody else who has a blade out there that is expandable and fixed at the same time? Well, the blade's not the same. It's only the ferrule. No, I know that, but, but no, I don't know of any that do the conversion. That's why, either. that's why I said no. that, I mean, that might be something you really want to market and get yeah. a patent. <laughs> I'm sure he's got the patent, but the market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe there is one other company. Um, I, as far as I know, they're still in business. They, they uh, might not be uh, super popular yet. I'm not sure. It seemed like a good design, but they kind of have a similar um, concept there. But I guess I just don't hear a lot about them. Yeah, yeah. there's not a ton of broadhead companies out there, um, in my opinion, that are big. When you talk about bigger brands, I, I can only think of a handful that are what I would call the go-tos or people, people talk a lot about it's, it's the rec broadhead companies that, you know, my opinion, need the extra help from things like this show and other things to help, you know, Hey, you know, this is out there. Did you know that? Right. This is where it needs to be. And cause you ultimately you want, you know, pro shops, bass pro shop, all these guys to pick it up and sell it right there next to everybody. And I agree with you guys that the your the packaging portion of this, the marketing of it, is pretty sweet. So like I feel like the the logo's done a great job to separate you from everybody else. Now the question is, how do you show off this cool tech, you know, and be able to do it in an affordable way? I guess. Exactly. I, like, I like the name. When you get done, you take a a deer or a bear or something down. You say, "Dang, I wrecked them." <laughs> <laughs> wrecked them. Good one. <laughs> That's one of our taglines. Yeah, that's you know we get asked quite often what uh, what rec stands for. I, we we don't really have uh, anything so for it other than that right there. So that's I awesome. Think I was should, actually going to ask that. So I think we should that's do a great, That's a great answer. I think we should do an advertisement with Kevin. He could be like, "Damn, I wrecked him." That'd be like the video like, cinematic, <laughs> like in a Batman voice. Yes, we'll have I him shoot a pig him. or a bear with it. Then we'll be like, "Be like, dang, I wrecked him." <laughs> we need that. Yes. <laughs> Rec broadheads. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> Frank and Muthmish. <laughs> We're doing it too. We're so doing it. That's I'm the funny done. part. We're totally doing I'm this. I'm my bear. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. I, like I want to see him do it with a Batman voice and one of the Batman masks, though. It's got to be something serious. Like, I wrecked him. I wrecked him. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Rec Broadheads did not, did not, did not yeah. participate in this advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. You got our permission, one hundred percent. Oh my god! This is oh so funny. gosh, I love it. I feel yeah, like Kevin's like our. I feel like Kevin's our Broadhead uh, guy for commercials. He's been in like two or three different brand commercials for Broadhead. <laughs> 
it's over the years he shot this one pig with this broadhead long time ago. i don't even know if this company's still in business but it, it, it was a lot of blood i'm not gonna lie it was pretty vicious yeah. it was one of the best hits i've ever seen now keep in mind we had done videos after that and i didn't see anything close to this video so i really think he, we just got lucky like where the placement was and... yeah you know you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that it was like almost too vicious to show. Oh man, well Matt, you know it's been awesome having you on, man. We can't uh, can't wait. I mean, you're you're a newer company, right? So you you got nothing but growth ahead of you guys, which is awesome to see. Made in America, in Michigan, nonetheless, which is our hometown. But it doesn't matter where you live. You know, obviously, you guys are putting out some good product there, man. So we appreciate you joining us tonight. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys uh, bringing us on. Let us tell a little bit of our story. Um, you know, we we really, you know, can't thank you guys enough for always, uh, you know, giving us the promotion you guys do, whether it be, you know, on, on TikTok or your, your YouTube videos and all that. I mean, that, that stuff means a lot, especially being the new guys on the block. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe and we're, uh, we're here for the long haul, so. Great deal. Well, the awesome, website man. is recbroadheads.com. So thanks for joining and, uh, Go check them out. Some great looking stuff. And it sounds like some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline as well. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, we'll let you know when we're up in Frankenmuth yeah, for chicken we'll dinner. You know. <laughs> Please do. The Hunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. This has been a presentation of bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.